one movie that we've all been waiting for for over a decade. In that time, CGI technology has greatly de- uh, increased, developed, improved. improved, thank you. And we are now seeing stunning visual images that people, reviewers, everyone's raving about. We've been longing to hear more about this character's journey. And that is, of course, of Puss in Boots. And the last wish. Eddie came up with that intro because it sounds like we're going to talk about Avatar, but then we talk about Puss in Boots. Avatar, the way of water. We might talk about, I, I was thinking maybe we will talk about Avatar at the Okay, end. maybe we can. I guess there's things to say about it. There's not as much to say as there is about Puss in Boots. Well, I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, I just, you know. Which is the first movie we've seen in 2023. Yes, yeah. And January 2nd. it was Kick recommended off. by a good friend, Jean-Marc. And he said it was a delight, right? Yeah, something like that. And I would describe it that way. I went in with, honestly, like, zero expectations. Well, we were saying before, like, who is this for? Because it's been... The first Puss in Boots, I think, came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. The last Shrek was... Shrek for the fourth was, I think, 2010. Mm -hmm. So, like... Kids are too young to know what Puss, who Puss in Boots is. Right. But adults are, are, you know, people that were, you know, fans of Shrek. Millennials. Are, all, are our age now. They're old fogies who can barely get out of bed without breaking their backs. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we went and saw it because I love, yeah, I did, even at this age, I love animated movies. Me too. <laughs> I mean, so, what is Avatar if not an animated movie? I, honestly, you know, that's <laughs> fair. I, like... It's the same I, thing. I don't know, man. Like, people say that freaking Lion King movie was live action, even though it was animated. Yeah. What the heck is that about? I will say... Anyway, that's beside the point. I don't really know people our age who are like, oh, I don't watch uh, new animated films. But my parents definitely... People, well, there's hold a this sti- belief that they're like, oh, I'm not going to like that because it's for children. And I just think that you're missing out. Well, uh, you know, that's a funny thing is this movie did have, like, half curse words. Yeah. Weirdly, and it showed blood. Yeah, so I I was surprised by that. Well, uh, Dream- any other things. DreamWorks is known for being more subversive, edgy. Yeah, so the edgy Disney. Did you know it was but, a, a guy who worked at yes, Disney? Yes, of course I know. Yes, oh, I, of course. Yes, Jeffrey Katzenberg. That. Everybody See, knows him. I didn't show. know it until very recently. Oh, okay. He, that's why, you know... That's why he makes fun of Disney in all his movies. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of went away over the years. No, it was in this movie. Well, it, it kind of was, yeah, but it was, like, making its own thing more than Shrek was, even, I'd say. Yeah. Because Shrek was all about, like, you know, lampooning Disney. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's an enduring classic in its own right. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, like, this movie just really came out of nowhere, like, because I haven't thought of... I saw the original Puss in Boots, and, like, I thought it was fine. I don't remember much about it, to be honest. It definitely didn't have this level of, like, polish and, like, honestly, like, <laughs> like care put into it, I don't think. It was just like, oh, we gotta make, like, a Shrek spinoff. So I guess, like, to see this come out this much later, to know that it isn't just a cash grab, maybe, like, you know, maybe other spinoffs were in the past, like, I guess that kind of is compelling. Because someone probably did want to make this movie. And I, I think that it's... It's pretty good. What did you think? Oh, I really liked it. It kept my attention for the most part. It wasn't that long, right? It was like... Probably an hour and a half. More than an hour and a half. 
much shorter than Avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The microphone was going to fall, but I saved it. This okay. podcast would have been over. You're right. All right. Um, I, so, no, you asked yeah, me what on. I thought, and I didn't get Keep to say going. anything. I I did like it. I thought it was funny and cute. But I was, like, thinking while you're driving home, like, would I watch it again? I don't know if I would. Like, does it have rewatch value? I would, I'd watch it again. Because, like, some, like, the, like, okay, first off, the animation style is way different than Shrek Mm -hmm. and even the other Puss in Boots movie. It's, like, stylized. It's, um, you know, they play with the frame rate a little bit, the shading to make it look, I think, you know, the obvious, um... I guess comparison is to make it look more fairy tale like, and it even says it opens with the title card like this is a fairy tale. So I think that you know that's kind of an inspired choice to not just make it look plain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the bad guys, which came out earlier this year as another DreamWorks movie, kind of had a similar like shaded look, mm-hmm. which is interesting that those both came out this year because it's kind of about like anti heroes. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, I'd watch it again. Yeah, I Because guess, of how good the animation was, I think. I guess I probably would, too. Like, I'd like to see other people's reactions to it. Um, I think they did, like, really clever stuff with different um, fairy tales characters appearing. So, like, yeah. the basic premise of this... I don't think this is giving too much away. Yeah, go ahead. Puss in Boots finds out very early in the film that he only has one life left. One of his nine cat lives. It's only one left. Because he's been this gallivanting hero who's carelessly kind of thrown away his other lives. And so he's face to face with death and he's scared. And he learns about this wishing star that if you have the map to it, you can get whatever wish you want granted. And so he then goes on a mission to secure this map and meets many people along the way. A former lover, a lost puppy, um, Goldilocks, which I did not realize Goldilocks was Goldilocks. You called it right away. Yeah. I was like, who's this supposed to be? Brave? I was like, what? You're supposed to be brave? Because like um, she was a Scottish. Bear. You turned into a bear. Um, but I think it was really clever. Um, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is in case you missed it. With your host, Casey Houlihan, and permanent guest. Eddie Trezino. Wow. Uh, we did a real blank check move there. Where they I didn't introduce were... it at all. Well, that's okay. I like that we left them in suspense. That's really funny. Okay. Um, if anyway, you're still uh, here. We recap, we recap things we liked usually. Yeah. And we both really like this. So I guess like the cool thing about this movie is that really it's not related to like, it's like an original story. Like mm-hmm. I've never, I don't know if it's based on. There's the very few things. Shrek references at all. But the real interesting thing is that the plot kicks off because Puss in Boots, like, it's a personal tale of, like, he's just as afraid of death. Mm-hmm. And, like, this this wolf is, like, you know, he's got a bounty on his head. This wolf character says that, he, you know, he wants to he wants to get him dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, that's an ongoing through line throughout the movie. Like, Puss trying to get away from this wolf. And, like, really, like, the plot at the beginning is just him, like, Trying, like, you know... Trying to find a safe place. Yeah, not wanting to die mm-hmm. um, until he finds out about this wish that he can make on the star. So, I mean, like, the cool thing, too, is that, like, all <laughs> everything feels really, like, uh, like, you know, nothing feels random. Like, everything was, like, planned out. 
the there's no like the cut like throwaway humor. Yeah, I think the humor was really good. Honestly, like I was thinking about how watching Pixar, everything made me groan. Like I was just like, this is so predictable. Well, okay, there, there's an issue with Pixar that I think this movie, like the DreamWorks in general, like DreamWorks is so unpretentious and mm-hmm. like it's just like not afraid to like do these weird things. And Pixar is a little more like like I love, they are pretentious. I love most pic. I love Turning Red. Yeah, I love most Pixar movies. Most Pixar movies, but recently, like the prestige has kind of gotten like become too big, and like everything has to be like you know. I I think it's like cheap to say that Pixar just wants to make you cry, but you know, recently I feel like that is the goal of a lot of movies, and a lot of times it is earned, but mm-hmm. it's hard to like. Like, that's all, like, it's, like, that's the whole thing about the many of its movies. I do also feel for the people behind those films, though, because they've reached such a level of success and standard yeah, that it's extremely hard to replicate. Yeah, you can't, it's, like, a high bar to cross every time. Yes. And with DreamWorks, like, they kind of, you never know what they're going to do. <laughs> and they're way less frequent, it seems to me. No, I think they're more frequent. Really? They usually have, well, it's I guess sometimes I just don't know about it. Yeah, I can't remember what came out before Bad Guys, because they, you know, the Kung Fu Panda movies ended, and How to Train Your Dragon, so I can't remember. Um, Underdog DreamWorks movie that was a favorite of the Hands growing up is Over the Hedge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that movie. Like, we have that on DVD, and my mom requests to watch it sometimes. Wait, your mom who says, I'm not gonna like those kids movie. Well, she likes them if they have, like, nostalgic value to our childhood. Okay. Which is which? To be fair, like that's how a lot of people feel about like animated films. Yeah. It's different in my house because like I'll usually put on a movie and be the one to. Ch- and people uh, will just watch it. Yeah, I don't know if that's like they're like oh. Uh, I also think I liked Open Season. <laughs> that's not that's that's Blue Sky Studios. Oh wow! It looks like a DreamWorks movie. It's a little. I think it, I don't think. It I mean, it's been a long time since I've oh I've seen Over the Hedge multiple Over times. I've probably only seen. This open season movie that I thought was I remember a couple times. A couple parts in Over the Head, or no, um, in open season being laugh out loud moments at the Trezino. Yeah, it was funny. It's been a long time since I've seen it, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I do, um, I find it interesting, the comparison between the two. And I, I just like how surprised I was by this movie. Yeah. Because Eddie and I were kind of like making jokes about it when we saw the trailer. And then when we heard from someone who we trust with, like, movie opinions that it was actually, like, really fun. I was like, okay, like, I'm excited about this. And even if it's, like, not that interesting, like, I'm sure I'll still, like, enjoy it. Yeah. And I was, I was impressed. Um, well, like, a real interesting thing about that comparison, too, is I think I heard this out somewhere else, like, on a YouTube review, but a lot of, like, set piece action, you know, scenes in Pixar movies are kind of just filler to get you to the next emotional beat. Mm. Which is sometimes why I think people are just waiting for the emotion. But in a DreamWorks movie like this one, like the set pieces kind of um, are their own like spectacle. And, yeah. Like they're real like <laughs> like you go on a whole adventure through this like dark forest and it's really like cool, like the rules of the world and mm-hmm. um so like it's it really makes it interesting to see them go on this journey. But like I think of like even Inside Out, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Like there's like scenes that I'm just like, okay, they're just trying to get through this, and it's a little, you know, slow. Yeah, like I, but like, I don't know. I hate to compare it, but 
that's why this DreamWorks kind of takes you off guard, I guess. Well, one of the <laughs> devices, plot devices in the movie is that this map, like whoever's holding it, the path changes to represent like a cha- specific challenge for them, yeah. which made it really cool. Um, Puss in Boots has a love interest, which I didn't see the first Puss in Boots. Are they in I, I think that she is, but I I mean, forget. it doesn't really it's voiced, matter. She's voiced by Selma Hayek, so I think oh. she could have been in the first one. I can't remember. And while they do have, like, the token cute character in that, in that like, little lost dog, dog, I think it wasn't over, it wasn't over, like, shoved down your throat, like, you must love this thing. Yeah, he wasn't, like, I don't know, like, he wasn't too... A, too much of the focus, well, like, the cat and... He was cute, but he was all like honestly also kind of like made to be a little gross. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like you know you look at uh, he was like dirty and which even you know (laughs) in that movie Lightyear that cat that robot cat actually surprised me and I didn't hate it. Yeah, (laughs) like it's like okay, even so it's still like a problem. But this guy, I'm like okay, he's still kind of ugly. Right, like if you made a doll of him, it would be kind of gross. Yeah, like it's rat. He was raggedy. Mm. So yeah, I like yeah, just this movie caught us off guard and like really enjoyable, like flies by. <laughs> Got some adult humor in it. Yeah, like, I, I was swore it. I was shocked by that. See that was, see that was so good. And he turns to me, he's like, Can they say hell? Well, yeah, that happened and then there's like bleeping well yeah. So like that was great, I loved it. It's like in SpongeBob when they did the dolphin one. Yeah, it's basically like the Crabs is uh, <laughs> anyway. I, I wanted to talk about a specific scene um, in the movie. So the one villain is uh, what's his name? Like the oh Jack um, Harper. And he, he's no. based off the the nursery rhyme where he sticks his thumb and thumb he pulled and out a, a plum. Thumb and a pie. Oh, what a good boy am I? Yeah, like it's like a nursery Jack. rhyme, and he is like obsessed with collecting magical objects that will like bring him power. And when he's in the room with all these magical objects, there's a lot of... I mean, they are... You could say that they're Disney references, but they're not technically. Like, there's original well, stories that... In fairy tales that these Disney movies pulled from. Yeah. Like, Cinderella is a Brothers Grimm. Uh, Arabian Nights is what Aladdin's Alice magic Wonderland. from. Alice in Wonderland. But they did have, on the one shelf, Mickey Sorcerer hat. Really? How yes. How did you catch that? And, they, and when he pulled out um, different stuff, he pulled out one of the brooms... From like the yeah yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I liked catching that. What else did I see in that room? Well, he um yeah that was just it's oh he had Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, which Mary Poppins is a book first. Yeah. So I guess technically. So they like skirt around you know to make these references, but technically they're referencing you know these things that are in the public domain. I really liked catching that. So what's really cool about Jimmy Cricket? Jimmy Cricket. Yeah, well the cricket. That was a surprise. That I liked. Well, what's interesting about that is like, yes, that like when you say that out loud, it sounds like okay, we get it. But like, it was subtle it, in the movie. Well, no, it's not subtle. But yeah. in the movie, it's just like, oh, that's so fun because like they do fun things with it. They don't hold. They know what you want to see, and they do it, mm-hmm. which is great. And the, the same thing with like, <laughs> like they there's plenty of jokes about Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and that mm-hmm. was. Florence Pugh plays Goldie. Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, who is this? She... And Olivia Coleman plays Mama Bear. Yeah, it was, was like, really oh, cool. Man. John Mulaney. John Mulaney's plays, which took me the whole movie to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's a movie his kid can watch. <laughs> yeah. He's a baby. 
Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I don't know if I have that much more to say. I don't... Do you think they're hinting at another one? Uh, I don't want to give that away, but I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. But also, like, what would they do? Right. It could go several ways. Yeah. <laughs> there was... There were, like, what, you know... It's open-ended. Yeah, it is. Um, I think other than that, we could just move right on into the other movie that everyone's talking about. Should we take a break? Sure. Welcome back to In Case You Missed It, the show I forgot to introduce at the top of the episode. Here we are. We're still here, and we're here to talk about, I mean, one of the biggest movies of 2022 that came out very at the end. Yes, it stars many... Uh, famous actors mm-hmm. and uh, blue people, and that's Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah. Eddie, I see you. I see you. I forgot now, that was a thing. I when I went into this movie, literally, I think I saw Avatar. I might have seen it twice, but probably not all the way through. Did you see it in the theater? No, I didn't either. Yeah, we had the. We, we someone gave it. my family the DVD. Yes, we had it on DVD and we watched it. And I remember being like, "That was fine." Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have a huge impression of it from when I was a kid because it was well, ten years ago and I was a, I was like a teenager. I didn't yeah. like have interest in it. This movie, I didn't like. I literally did not know what to expect. I didn't rewatch Avatar, and you don't have to. They spoon feed you everything you need to know, basically. Oh, yeah. Um. It is a visually stunning film. We saw it in like an IMAX-esque theater with the luxury seating. I had a margarita. It was delightful. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, highlight of the day. But at the end of the day, it's a three-hour movie. And I find that so unnecessary. Like, I find that with freaking Marvel movies and with all everything getting longer and longer, I'm like literally... The, leave something on the cutting room floor. I watch it and I like. I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, this could be cut. This could be cut." Maybe I'm just like an what? impatient person. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, here's my t- okay. So I'm gonna like <laughs> like when, some of the whale stuff. Okay, well, here's what I'm. I'll say. So when the first Avatar came out, I watched it on DVD and like you know like I that was before I got really into movies and yeah, me too. Like, like not like you know it's probably like two years before I started getting really into movies, but um, you know you would see the takes on Facebook from kids my age and like, bro, Avatar's not even good. Uh, you know, um, it's just dances with wolves and with and the and the uh, you know uh, animation and the the uh, graphics aren't even that good. And I don't know. I, I that that was all I really went off of back then. You know. I had to be cool for my friends. Mm-hmm. Like what your <laughs> uh, friends like. Yeah, I was like Avatar, more like the last uh, Airbender. I don't, I don't know. Isn't Avatar the last Airbender of the cartoon? Yeah, which was also confusing back in the day. Yeah, people were like, "Why well, does this, you know, Ang Lee Ang Airbending?" Okay, get on with okay, the point. Okay, uh, so anyway, so. Over the years, like, the jokes, everybody's made the jokes, like, Avatar was the biggest movie of all time in, you know, 2009. It was all over the place. It left no cultural impact. Yeah, it really didn't. And people, there were jokes about the sequels, like, I couldn't... Never coming out. Yeah, seriously, like, I was, 
when I saw the trailer for the first time this year, or last year, I should say, she was like, okay, that's, I bet, oh yeah, it's coming out, I'm sure. <laughs> so, everybody's made the jokes about this series, and me, I did too, um, and when this movie was, like, getting closer and closer, people, you know, I would see takes on YouTube, and people saying, you know, actually, Avatar's pretty good, like, it's all about the, um, experience the ambience of living on pandora and it, if you see it in the theater it really sucks you in and it's like escapism in its purest form At, um james cameron made a really beautiful place with the world maybe the story isn't really um ground, yeah it's not groundbreaking or anything but you can live on this planet for a little while and like it's really fully realized so i was like okay like you know Maybe I should give this a chance. I'll give it a chance. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the trailers, the music, even the trailers. I was like, okay. When you'd see them in the theater, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. Um, so I was really like, okay. I, I'll, I didn't see the first one in the theater, and I'll see this one in the theater. Because <laughs> if anything, the marketing's really good because it draws you in. It's like, Ooh. see this. It's The marketing is see this in the theater or yes. don't see it at all. Yes. Which James Cameron, I think, has said himself. Yes. Maybe not. He, he might not have because he wants to sell DVDs. <laughs> but anyway, someone has said that. Um, well, a lot of reviewers even said that. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I do mostly agree that seeing movies in the theater is more like impactful than watching them at home mm-hmm. in general. You know, there's a lot of movies. COVID obviously killed a lot of you know, sent a lot of movies to streaming, which, what are you going to do? But So in general, I do agree seeing it in the theater's better. Okay, but what did you um, think of the okay, movie? So, I'm setting the scene. <laughs> okay. We get to the theater on, like, a, what, Thursday, Friday? Mm-hmm. They, uh, Before like, Christmas? No, it was after. It was, like, a couple days. That after. weird period between Christmas and New yeah, Year's. Yeah, and we, um, I'm like, okay, it's probably, there's mil- hundreds of showings today. We get there. I'm going to buy the tickets. And the lady's like, oh, there's not many seats left. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And I see, you know, you pick the seat you want. And I'm like, only the front row is available. Very front. I'm like, oh, no. Crane your necks. Here we go. And then I didn't even realize that it was three. uh, uh, There's multiple ways to watch this. There's the regular way, then there's 3D, and then there's high frame rate, which I'm not sure if you can mix and match those. Mm-hmm. We got 3D and high frame rate. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting in the front row, craning our necks, in the, <laughs> in the luxury th- seats, to be fair. Luckily, the seats leaned back a bit. Yeah, they were nice seats. Um, and my eyes hurt. Oh, your poor eye. Yeah. I look over and Eddie's like blinking real hard, yeah. taking the glasses so off. I, I don't have the best vision, so I think that I get headaches when Sure. I, oh. Most people have don't. The 3D most people do not want to be in that position to see a movie. I think if we sat farther back, it wouldn't have been as bad. Yes. Yeah. So that really dampened the experience, truly. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was like thinking about how they did it is crazy to me. People holding their breath for people holding their breath underwater. Apparently, they more than five minutes at a time, like seven yes, minutes. Apparently, which is like insane. Well, apparently, you can do that without any training, or you know, you have to know what to do. But anybody can, like anybody, can do you that. or I could apparently yeah, do that. Apparently. <laughs> uh, they apparently invented new technology to be able to 
do the motion capture underwater, which is crazy. And Kate Winslet's in it. <laughs> yes, Kate. Some she some... beat she beat what's his name's record for holding your breath underwater. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, he's in the uh, Tom Cruise. Oh really? Oh yes. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I think in Mission Impossible Five yes. or whatever he did something like that. But okay, so the movie's long. It's weird because you watch the beginning and you're like, "Where is he going?" Well, it skip. It basically passes in real time. Like it's 13 years after the original. It's like 13 years past in Pandora, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Jake Sully has kids now." That and like I'm sure there could have been hundreds of stories about him having kids, mm-hmm. but the kids, you know, it cuts to one, you know, cuts to a certain time, and the kids are already like teenagers, basically. <laughs> so I'm like. Wow, what were the other drafts? Like, because this was supposed to come out like 2014, 2015. I'm like, what the heck? So, crazy to me that this exists. It's an obvious, like, seriously, like, cool to look at. I won't deny it. And (laughs) maybe the story is is still pretty simplistic, but I would probably say I liked it more than the first one. Like I, I don't know. Like Might be there, recency bias. May, probably, yeah, but there's just, like, I felt like there was more, like... Is the first one three hours? I don't know. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that long. I think it's probably two and a half. Mm-hmm. But still, you can get lost in this world, and I see why, and it looks really pretty, and no, nothing, no frame out of place, no bad shots. So, <laughs> did I... You know, walk away feeling like my life has changed? No. Mm-hmm. Or did I even feel like I'd want to watch it again? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my take. I'm sorry that I took up a lot of time. That's okay. You were setting the I scene. had to set the scene. Yes. Yeah, so I was si- sipping my margarita next to Eddie, leaning all the way back in my luxury chair. And I went into this with, like, little knowledge of the plot, which I think you should do. Yeah, I didn't know anything. I think you should know as little as possible. And I also went in thinking I might, like, really hate this and be, like, super bored. And were there a few times I went on my phone to see where we should eat for dinner after the movie? Yeah, there were a few times. But for the most part, the movie kept me, like, relatively entertained. Um, I think there were some really interesting storylines. I think the message of, like, connection with nature is very nice. It's something people have talked about with the first one as well. Um, just the importance of being connected to the world that you live in, uh, even if you don't have dreadlocks that connect via, <laughs> via like, spindly little fingers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, I saw some discourse online, now, it's like, a couple articles. I don't know how big this actually is. I can't speak for this community, but it was saying that some Native people were saying, like, oh, this is, like, they're kind of, like, it's like pseudo cultural appropriation. Yes, because I, it, yeah, it's it's, it's a made up race, but they're like, oh, isn't this exotic? Isn't this like yeah. tribal? And I do see what they're saying there, and I won't deny that at all. So I thought that was interesting. I also um, I, we were listening to some podcast talking about seeing it, and they they quoted James Cameron because like it is three hours, so you're like, when am I gonna pee? And <laughs> <laughs> they apparently someone asked him that, and he was like, "Oh, they can go to the bathroom at any time because whatever they missed, they'll see when they come back to watch it again." And so, like, that's really ballsy. I at the same time, I don't think I would ever want to come back and watch it again. 
Like, whatever I missed when I went to pee doesn't feel big enough for me to go back. Yeah, I went once. You, you went twice. twice. Well, I went before the movie started. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, then I went again. Like, and I was talking to my sister about this movie, and I was like, you know, I think you should see it. Like, I think everyone should, like, watch it if you have any desire yeah, to. Yeah, if you're interested, you should, like, which is, like, yeah, it's so, it's like, dang it. Go see it in the theater. <laughs> in theater. Spend the money. I hate to say it. I'm hey. not trying to show for Avatar. We have nothing to gain by promoting this movie. But I will say, it it's also the time of year where you're li- if you live in a place like we live, the weather's miserable and you feel trapped in your home and you have nothing to do. This is a great yeah. time killer. And it's a pleasurable experience if you go to a cinema. Was it a Cinemark? We went to Cinemark. They had a freaking bar. It's so rare to be able to get liquor in weird places in Pennsylvania. I was like, this is amazing. It was only eight bucks. Um, I should have got two because the one wore off so fast. Uh, But, like, yeah, I was telling Aaron, I was like, yeah, you guys should see it. But, like, see it in the theater. I don't think if I sat here and tried to watch it at home, I think I'd kind of be like, oh, like, like I'd break it up or whatever. But if you're just, like, in the theater and and treat it like this is the only chance I'm going to see it. I mean, I think it's interesting, and it's, like, been such a phenomenon, and, you know, have they, like, said how many years, like, apparently the next one's ready, right? Yeah, they apparently filmed two and three at the same time, which is a good... Because they just announced the title. Did they? Yeah. Here, I'm going to look it it up. I knew it was, (laughs) Seed Bearer was was possibly going to be it. It's not it. Or, it... Is it similar? Well, they might have not announced the title, but they said that it's going to focus on a fire tribe. Uh, here, let me look. Uh, well, this is breaking news. You're hearing it right on, in case you missed it. Yeah, in case you missed it. <laughs> in case you missed it. Uh, something uh, I will darker, say. James Cameron teases darker fire Navi in Avatar 3. Okay. Well, I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure um, I'll, I'll probably go see it. Okay, the title's not released, but that's just. Yeah. That's the details we got. So the in- interesting thing, too, um, is that James Cameron has said this is like what he envisioned in his mind. What's cool about that is he obviously made the most successful movie, one of the most successful movies of all time. So studios aren't interfering with what he wants and he can kind of maybe pull more strings than like a normal novice director. So what's interesting is that you kind of do get a lot of time to really take in these moments that he wants you to take in, mm-hmm. which is good for artistic ex- expression Obviously, it's not, like, it still, like, needs to make money, so it's, like, still focused on making money, but I don't know, just to think, like, oh, okay, he wanted us to see this, and it's right here, so that's pretty good. Like, it's cool to see someone, like, have that kind of control over their vision. But, anyway. Power. Yeah. yeah. He has a lot of power as a white man (laughs) in the film industry. Tell me more. Well... Him and many other people. I, I was listening, I think I was listening to Podcast A Ride, which was one of my favorite podcasts, and they did a Felice Navidad-themed yeah, um, December where they did Avatar-themed uh, episodes, and they were talking about, like, how Disney is a very powerful corporation, and they, de- like, they demand things of people all the time, but somehow James Cameron convinced them, like, this is worth it. If you just hold off, like, 
it's worth it to yeah. to stay behind. Because they have the Pandora world or whatever that's. I remember when Disney announced that they were making a Pandora land, I was like, who is this for? Because again, the first Avatar movie, it had some, it, it blew up and then it faded away. And so I was like, literally, who cares about this? Like, I don't care about this. But they must have known, they knew that it would pay off. Well, it is because he was saying there's going to be sequels. Right. So they knew, I guess they knew that it would work. It's just interesting. Um, it is really, it is really pretty. It didn't make me cry. Um, yeah, there was like parts that... It is emotional, but it didn't make me cry. Well, there's like, yeah, I, I don't know why it didn't work for me. The villains are... Yeah, the villains are still like not that compelling. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of want them to get out of the way. In my opinion, that's how I felt. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's also like movie like the villains other aspects are just so weird it's like you'd never see this in like a marvel like right oh, okay this is happening wow that's weird yeah and they just like say a lot of things that i turned eddie and i was like what like what is that even yeah, what that dialogue has never been james cameron's strong suit <laughs> well yeah you know you've seen titanic yeah that's true um what are his other movies terminator terminator 2 aliens okay so i haven't seen anything else other than Titanic, that's his. I do want to see Alien this year. It's on my list. Well, the, the original is directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, that's right. He did the Aliens and he drew his money <laughs> sign in the end. Yes, yes. I mean, like, this persona that he's built is, like, pretty funny. So I like that. Um, <laughs> I was just he's looking... He's a comedian, you know. I was looking... Well, that's his real, his real dream. I was looking at the article where he... he apparently, this was an interview... Uh, with 20 minutes? I didn't know that was a thing. I guess it's, like, not 60 minutes. Um, but <laughs> he said, uh, the element of fire will be represented by the Ash people. Okay, great. Well, Ash Ketchum just left Pokemon, quote-unquote, so now, uh, he's gonna be a Pandora. Man. I hope they're still blue, let me say that. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, that's that's part of the brand, yeah. so I can't imagine them. Uh, but it was interesting. What if they're yellow like the Simpsons? <laughs> oh. All right. So, that's final that. thoughts. Like, if you have time and the money to go see this, and you're curious, go see it. Yeah, but I'm not. I won't be. Uh, I could be convinced to see it again if someone like really wanted to go see it and wanted to be there. But I'm not gonna seek out seeing it again. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, I, if someone was like, hey, is Puss in Boots good? I'd be like, yeah, I'll go see it with you. But what if someone not, talked about Avatar? Yeah, You'd be like, no, nah, I can't, can't do it. Can't. I don't have three hours to spare. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's that. Um, thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, who knows how many episodes we'll do this year? Not even I. Hopefully more than last year, honestly. Yes, but thank you all for listening and for continuing to share and listen through the episodes we put out. We appreciate all of y'all and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye.